It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Oh, no one ever thinks about the crew below the decks. They're drinking and they're partying and having lots of sex. They cook and clean and serve the rich with a smile all day. But when the richies leave the ship, the yachties get to play. yo ho Hey guys, welcome back for another Gangplank Report. We have a very special guest for you, which we'll introduce in just a minute. But before that, the title that Bravo chose for this episode five was Loose Lips Sink Ships. And we've decided to call it If This Boat's a Rockin'. And here's Jen for your rapid recap. Drunken hookups after the crew night out wind up with Ashley in a state of afterglow and Daisy having makeout nesia. Young Tom isn't a believer in don't kiss and tell and proudly boast of his conquest. Colin and his cheeky pot stirring ways fills Daisy in on her hot tub antics. The preference sheet meeting preps us for a 007 themed birthday dinner, a beach picnic and a flamenco feast. Tom gets sad news from home about his friend's father. Ashley complains to Daisy about Gabriella's lists and Daisy finally backs up Gabby's authority. She said that Ashley reminds her of a 12-year-old who thinks she's 18 and wants to wear heels and short skirts because she thinks she's an adult. We get another hair floss revival with Kelsey, much to my chagrin. Charter guest Tyler is definitely getting his wine on and falls asleep mid-meal. Glenn has the best line of the episode and asks if this is weekend at Parsifal. Bunny the cougar gets her cake served by the dad bod crew. It takes Colin, Tom, and James Sr. to rouse Tyler and get him to bed. The next day, Gary, Cap, and Colin are all talking about Bunny, and the conversation migrates to Gary's type. Apparently, after test driving Ashley and Daisy, he has his sights set on Gabby. Kelsey and Ashley had to set up the beach picnic and get nothing done before the guests arrive. The guests really want to sail, but the wind isn't cooperating. Marcos pulls off an amazing Spanish dinner. And finally, the episode ends with a dramatic cliffhanger as the wind quickly jumps from five knots to 31 knots and the ship starts to drag, anchor, and tip over. And that's your rapid recap. Awesome. Thank you. And our very special guest this week is my chief stew, Elise. We are in the middle of provisioning for a charter and we're leaving tomorrow. So we thought we would invite Elise to come and help us out and give us some insight on some of these Chief Stew questions that Jen has, which is very exciting. I actually was in the middle of provisioning last night, so I missed part of the episode, but at least picked up the slack and watched it until I had the chance to do a rewatch this morning. So here's Elise. Say hi. Hey, y'all. Hi, Elise. <laughs> How so glad you could do this. <laughs> sure. I'm happy to be here. Thanks so much. And Elise is also an avid watcher of Below Deck, so she wasn't just watching to help me out. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Mm-hmm. I love it. I thought this episode was a good palate cleanser from last week's primaries. What did you guys think? 
I agree. I couldn't be happier to be putting Cherica in her rear view mirror on yes. this one. For real. I love the crew drama, honestly. I mean, yeah, it's fun to focus on what's happening with the crew. I mean, that's what the show's about. Exactly. And I think part of it, too, you get to see a little bit more because we're not seeing any real guest drama on this trip, except for somebody who <laughs> might have narcolepsy, <laughs> in my opinion. But that's a good point. <laughs> I'm a little bit concerned about his sleep cycles, to be honest, but this episode does very much focus a lot more on the crew drama, especially starting off with the aftermath of the night before and the hot tub shenanigans and everything else. I thought that Daisy's denial was hilarious. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's like, no, 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 that couldn't have happened. Okay, that happened. (laughs) (laughs) She must have been beyond blackout, like no clue. Which is hilarious because she holds it well and makes it look like she really is excited about Gary. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Drunk Daisy is excited about Mm -hmm. Gary. Sober Daisy, not so much. (laughs) It was such a big shift when she just stopped out of nowhere. It was like, I'm going to my cabin, you know? So there had to be some awareness there of what was going on Mm -hmm. because that was very fast and whiplashy. It seemed abrupt. Yes. Mm -hmm. Maybe very definitely she, maybe she doesn't want to admit that she really does actually like gary deep down inside yeah because last season i think she you know couldn't stand it well guy. because she gave him so much crap last season mm-hmm. right. that for her to have that kind of a dynamic with him where she's just basically rolling her eyes at everything and now all of a sudden she's the target of his affections mm-hmm. has to be a little bit strange right but i must have missed it even in the rewatch where he said something about setting his sights on gabby i didn't catch that part so that's interesting well they were talking about bunny the cougar and they were saying that she was attractive and Gary made the comment that he can't seem to get with anybody on the boat. And Glenn said, well, why can't you get with anybody? And he said, well, I kissed Daisy last night. And Glenn's like, what? <laughs> but then he said that he needs somebody who's spunky, like a spitfire. And he said, and there's only one person who's like that on this boat. And Glenn said, well, who? And he said, Gabriella. And Glenn said, oh, I like Gabriella. And Gary's like, I do too. So I think she would eat him alive, but that's just me. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he could handle it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think so. I guess we'll find out. Maybe we'll see. Well, what did you think of these guests? I like them. James Jr., who's the primary, is a little persistent about the sailing thing. And I get it because if you're on a sailboat, you want to sail. Right. But if you're also familiar with sailing, you know you need wind. And you know that the wind doesn't make plans around you. (laughs) Right. If you want a beach picnic and the wind is good during the beach picnic, that's not Glenn's fault. This is what you wanted. This is the activity you wanted. So I like them. I think that they're great. Tyler was cracking me up. I've never seen somebody be that wiped out that even slapping them on the face didn't make their eyelids flutter. (laughs) So (laughs) that was crazy. But Bunny seems nice and they were making fun of her a lot for being a cougar, but she was cute. It seems like they all like each other and they're all ribbing each other like they're just having a good time. Right. Their banter reminded me a lot of me and my friends where we all just kind of give each other a hard time all the time because it's funny. Yeah. And they seem pretty jovial. It's a very nice, as you said, palate cleanser from last week. So I appreciate it. 
and then we see a little bit more of this drama between Gabby and Ashley. And honestly, at this point, I'm just kind of over it. Yeah. I feel like Ashley just needs to fall in line and do her job and follow the chain of command and just let that be what it is. She can be frustrated about it, but I'm really tired of hearing about it at this point. Just do your job. Right. I really was glad to see Daisy stand up to her though, because it has felt like Daisy's been seeing more of Ashley's side of it than Gabby's and what they're showing us as viewers. I know we don't see everything, but to me, it was impossible to be on Ashley's side. Yeah. (laughs) But Elise, since you're here, I wanted to ask you, Mm -hmm. have you ever had a scenario where two people had pretty much the exact same experience? Mm -hmm. Is there a way to not pick the second and third? Can you just say, okay, we're not going to have ranks or do you have to do that? Oh yeah. I mean, absolutely. You could definitely have, we're all on the same level, although the chief stew is definitely a step above the other two stews just because someone has to be in charge and manage. So the other two stews can just be equal planes. One's housekeeping, one's service, and then even rotating that. But I think we're all on the same team. So in the end, we need to work together, whether or not it's your list or my list, I can help you out. It's not just your list, but in this case, that was Ashley's list that she needed to get done. And she just didn't like that she had a list from her superior. Right. I know people gave me a lot of crap season one Mm -hmm. about my list, but that's necessary in order to keep track of where you are. I mean, we saw it a couple episodes ago where the list was there and some of the stuff didn't get done. And Gabby might not have known that Ashley didn't accomplish everything if she didn't still have that to reference to see. If you have to drop what you're doing, And oftentimes that happens on a boat to deal with service or do something else. And you're not the one that comes back to completing that list of tasks. Then you don't know where you left off or where the other person left off. Right. And that's inherently the value of having something like a list to keep track of where you left off. There's a lot of distractions and there's a lot of things that can draw you away from what you're trying to accomplish. And if you don't know, or you forget, or you're like, did I complete that yet? You don't have to run around the boat and try to figure it out. So I'm a fan of lists. Everybody knows this. Like I said, I got a lot of crap season one, but there is value in that. Yeah. I'm a huge list person. And were I Gabby in this situation, I would put it in a central place instead of writing on the front and back of a scratch pad. I would put a list in a central place and I'd initial what I did. I mean, it's passive aggressive, but I'm a petty Betty, so whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But it would show who's doing the majority of the things. And Ashley couldn't get away with running around the boat saying, why do I have to do everything? That was so annoying. (laughs) Welcome to yachting. There's a lot to do. And like, if you feel like you're doing it all, well, guess what? You still have three stews there. Try doing it by yourself. That's when you really are doing it all yourself. Like she doesn't realize yet because they haven't been a stew down. Right. That's a good point. I did reach out. Daisy put it out there on Twitter this morning. If anybody had any questions about the episode. And so, you know me, I'll take advantage of any opportunity. And I said, being able to see it all now, do you still think it was ego on both sides between Ashley and Gabby? Like you said to Marcos, I know we don't see everything, but it feels like Ashley is much more respectful to you than Gabby. And she said, yes, I do. I think Ashley was disrespectful for sure. And it shouldn't have bothered her so much. But I also think Gabby 
should have seen that Ashley wasn't responding to her management style and should have approached it differently. I think that's part of being a good manager. And she did go on to say that she honestly believes both were obsessed for being better than the other, but that's just her opinion. Who really knows? Hindsight is a beautiful thing. She said both girls are fantastic stews, though, and she loves them both. So... That's Daisy's input. Interesting. On some level, I see both Gabby and Ashley being pretty competitive, but at the end of the day, the end goal is the same. The guest experience, and as long as that doesn't suffer, I mean, look, we all know, because it was televised, that I don't always get along with all the people that I'm working with. No. Yeah. (laughs) Shocker. (laughs) But I think that When it comes down to it, you know, I got a lot of criticism for my management style as well. I think you only know what you know, and it's really difficult, especially midstream to course correct. And I think that especially in a situation that's as high pressure as this one, as compared to a charter that's not being recorded and played back to you and millions of other people, that you probably have a little bit more time to reflect a little bit and course correct. Mm -hmm. It's just, I found it really difficult to do that. And before we even hit the word jump, at least with my season, things were already in motion to create a lot of havoc and to make my life difficult with the two that I had working for me. Right. So I understand from both sides. I mean, it's not like I had the opportunity to take a management course mid-season while we were in the middle of filming a show. Right. You only have what you have to work with. And I think that I didn't have someone like Daisy to go to to help mitigate part of that and to back me up. I had no backup even from the people above me. Mm -hmm. So I feel like at least Gabby has that, has an ally in Daisy to help her with that. But I don't know, have you run into situations like that before, Elise, where there was some tension or some awkwardness with people that have a lot of- There's always some sort of tension or conflict on a yacht. I mean, you just, it's just the nature of it. You know, you have to have some conflict with the different people that you're working with. I mean- even when it's not on camera. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I sometimes I joke that like my boat could be on below deck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though it's a smaller crew and maybe it's not a fabulous destination. But yeah, there's always going to be something. And, you know, thankfully, my fiance is the captain or the captain is my fiance. So we get along and I always go to him if there's ever an issue and so maybe you know he sides with me more often than anyone else but maybe I'm just a really great student also he trusts you because he knows your work ethic and he knows your experience Mm -hmm. when you bring on somebody especially if it's somebody that's freelance or temporary or brand new to the program they don't know all the ins and outs and so they have to rely on you and your experience with these particular guests or owners and Mm -hmm. the boat itself and where everything is so I think there's a couple different elements to that dynamic, but it's not unusual. In fact, I would say it's more the norm than it's not because we all get together on our nights off, even when we're working on different boats and complain about our crew dynamics. It happens. <laughs> and it's a good outlet and it's a good way to commiserate with your peers. But I don't see the situation resolving itself before the season is over. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like we're just going to have to continue to put up with those two going at each other. I just hope it doesn't get any worse for their sake because it'll get uncomfortable. The last thing they need is like fighting over a man. Yeah. (laughs) Oh gosh. And Gary. Oh God. Good grief. 
Well, it does seem, <laughs> I do have to say, since Ashley and Tom hook up, she instantly went into girlfriend mode. It was very odd to see that quick turnaround from her so rapidly going after Gary to now consoling Tom when he was having a tough moment and wanting to be there for him. It's a bad thing that I'm not home right now to have Andrew, my husband, who's a chiropractor, give me an adjustment from the whiplash I got from that. (laughs) It's the truth. (laughs) It boggled my mind. Anyway, real quick, I want to talk about this beach picnic setup. Would you guys normally, since this is a thing that you have to deal with, Would there not be communication between the boat and the beach saying, hey, we're going to bring the guests over in X number of minutes? I mean, I know Kelsey said she didn't have her radio turned up, but would there not be like a heads up? Yes. Definitely. Okay. Yeah, there absolutely would be. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. I mean, unless the boat was out of range and for whatever reason, the radios didn't pick up from that far away, but it seems like they were working. So that can't be an excuse. Okay. Because that just seemed... Like they got literally nothing done, but it also, and I know we talked a little off air, Elise, about the timestamps. Mm-hmm. I was watching the timestamps on that mm-hmm. and it really didn't seem, Daisy said that it was like over an hour that they were there, huh. but the timestamps that they showed wasn't even close to an hour on screen. So I'm not sure if they just like Kelsey and Ashley and are trying to make it not look as bad as it was. <laughs> maybe it's like in dog years like in charter years (laughs) it was an hour in island time yeah yeah all different kind of times going on yeah who knows maybe they were sitting around and enjoying a little drink on the beach before the guests arrived they didn't show that yeah and we know for sure they would have if that happened yeah because the only thing up was the card table and that was like okay (laughs) the easiest thing to set up Exactly. Well, but I've gotten to beach parties before where you have to actually do some beach cleanup because there's trash all over the place and you don't want. So you have to go walk around and make sure that there's not stuff floating around or that there's not stuff in the place where you're trying to set up the table because that would definitely distract from ambiance. Right. So that's not necessarily exciting to film, but Mm -hmm. necessary sometimes depending on where you are. So, I mean, it's possible that they were doing some kind of beach cleanup prior to that. And that's why it took them so long. They definitely need a new pop-up though. That thing looks trashy. It's really bad. It's sad. That poor little tent. So sad. (laughs) It looks awful. Well, and obviously it's not terribly efficient to set up either. Yeah, true. They need some man strength, I think. I mean, what was it? Just Ashley and Gabrielle? Yeah, yeah. I guess Tom set it up by himself prior to this. So yeah, it was just Ashley and Kelsey and then Gabriella came and then Gary actually was helping too Yeah, by the end of it. So it took four of them by the end to get it up and it still didn't look as good as when Tom did it by himself. <laughs> I think some people would be hoping for a Captain Sean beach setup after that. Yeah. Picnic setup. No doubt. <laughs> more seasons to come well and they left us on a cliffhanger with this possibly running aground stuff so it'll be interesting to see how that pans out yeah that wasn't as shady as they made it look because they kind of gave us the impression in the previews 
that it happened because Tom and Ashley were together and he wasn't paying attention, but they really weren't together that long. No. It looked like it happened over a period of time. I don't know that he necessarily was doing the right thing. Right. With being out on the deck instead of trying to get other people to help him. And I don't know what it was he got caught up in, if it was a cushion. Yeah, it looked like a cushion came loose. And if that floats away, you're in trouble. Okay. So if that goes overboard, especially at nighttime, that creates even more of an issue. And those things are expensive to replace. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, he was being pulled in several different directions. Let's put it that way. He needed help and he should have called for it. It seemed like he was talking to Colin. By that time, it was almost five in the morning. So he wasn't the only one up anymore. Ashley was up. I believe Colin was up and people started peeking their heads out of the doors. So hopefully it gets recovered quickly. I'm sure if the boat would have capsized, it would have been on Yahoo News or something and we would know about it. Right. If it was a Costa Concordia situation, we would have known about it right away. You got to fill me in. What's Costa Concordia? That's the cruise ship that the guy was trying to show off to his girlfriend and ran the cruise ship. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was worldwide news. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Even I got that. Yeah. (laughs) He was trying to show off to a girl and ran a boat aground with a whole bunch of people on it. He's an idiot. Guys can be dumb. He is very much a cautionary tale in our yachting industry. Yeah. (laughs) Is he a verb? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Exactly. I know you guys have a lot of work to get done so you can get out of there tomorrow, but I want to thank you really quickly, Elise, for mm. hopping in and hanging out with us. Cool. Yeah. You're thank all- you. That was a lot of fun and nice to meet you. Good chatting. And I look forward to listening and joining in another time. Yay. Yay. Thank we'll you. Excited to have you back. And everybody, thank you all for listening. We will be back tomorrow with a super fan episode. We actually have another couple, two weeks of couples in a row. This is a super fan couple though. Please rate, review, and subscribe if you can. It helps us out a lot. And until next time, bye. Bye. Bye y'all. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel, Twitter, Frail, and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me, hearties.